I'm Tina Black, co-owner of Next Level Salon Ownership, a six-month business and leadership course to help you start, maintain, grow, or scale your salon business. We believe there are five strategies to help you eliminate politics and confusion, increase morale, decrease turnover, and increase productivity. If you would like to get on our waiting list for the next course, please go to www.nextlevelsalonleadership.com. So what is your hiring plan? Because that's the biggest pain point right now. Many salons, I've heard a a number, and I don't know if it's correct, but I heard a number of as much as 33% of salons have shut down already because they can't find people to work in their shops or salons. What's your specific hiring plan and what advice do you give to salon owners right now on that? Um, Two things, number one, and I was just speaking about this um, actually last night. It's, It's kind of sad to say, or barbers and stylists get into this industry because they don't like rules. Yeah. We don't like boundaries. We don't like limits. We don't, you know, when we feel too enclosed, we feel like we have to dot our I's, cross our T's, you know, at a high level, it becomes, it, it becomes work. Nobody gets in this industry because they want to work. You know what I mean? It's, it's a creative industry. I feel like it's one of the most personable industries, you know, our, you know, our world has ever seen. Um, and so as a salon owner or a business or a barbershop owner, I think that when you, have this long list of do's and don'ts. It's a turnoff, you know, though, like I have a nice, a very nice aesthetic, you know, to my shop, but I allow them to be themselves. My hiring process looks simply like this. I can coach skill set. I can't coach character, period. So if you want to be, if you want to be a part of our team, you have to come in with a mindset of growth and development, meaning You never stop growing. You never stop being developed. Also, do not come to my shop. You will not be hired if it's what can you guys give me? Ask what you can give. You're a part of a team that is thriving. You're a part of a a mission that is moving forward. And you have to come with the approach like what do you have to offer? Wynn taught me this uh, two years ago with him. What's in it for me? Everybody wants to know what's in it for me, right? But the real question is, what, what, do you, what do you have to offer? What do you have to give? You know what I mean? Everybody has their hand out. But with those same hands out, put them to the plow and help move this mission, move this you know, movement forward. Um, and so I can coach your skill set. I don't care how good you are because I believe in myself that much to where I can take someone who's never picked up a pair of clippers into being great, into being excellent. That's my challenge. That's, you know, that's my uh, what I get a rise out of, right? But character, I can't coach. Integrity, I can't coach. That's what you have to have coming into Neighborhood Heroes Barbershop and Salon. Um, I ha- you have to be trustworthy. You have to be a hard worker. You have to be dedicated and committed, not to what we have, but to what your vision and your purpose and what, you, you know, what you're building for yourself. Otherwise, what we have is just secondary and you can care less about you know, what we're building because you don't care about what you're building for yourself. And so I can, I can, I can coach, like I said, your skill set. I can make you a better barber. I can make you a better stylist. If not, I can find somebody who can make you better. Um, but I can't coach, you know, character. And and that's not my job. My job isn't to do what your what your mom should have done or what your grandparents should have done. My job is to make you 
a better professional. <laughs> exactly. They should have had a mom and grandmother raise them too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's my, that's my, you know, my one, two step for them. And I don't, and I don't, you know, come in with this, you know, oh, I've been doing this my entire life and I'm better than you. I tell them, listen, I'm learning and growing too. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm human. You know, and I lead with that. I lead with my flaws. A lot of people don't do that. You know, I have this celebrity client and I'm, you know, very pinky up and I'm, you know, I'm, no, I don't lead like that way. I let them see my flaws first. I'm very forgetful. You know what I mean? You got, you could tell me something, you know, and the next minute I forget it. I'm so sorry. You know what I mean? Charge it, charge it to my head, not my heart, you know, and I allow them to make mistakes. I'll give you an example. One of my um, uh, cosmetologists, she's very, she comes, she was very, she was trained very well. And so it, throughout the day, she's always cleaning, you know, she cleans our stations, just what she likes to do. And I, you know, I'll send her, you know, cash out or, you know, some money, just thank you. You know, I appreciate you keeping, you know, the shop, you know, nice and tidy, but she dropped my favorite pair of clippers and completely shattered them, broke them as she was cleaning, you know, my station. And, you know, I'm asking them like, you know, my clippers didn't look like this. All the teeth on the clippers are broken. I'm like, what happened? Nobody wanted to say anything. So now I have to go into like super boss mode. I'm like, okay, well, I'll check the cameras and then the truth will come out and whoever, you know. And so before I could do that, she pulled me aside. She was like, listen, I was, I did it. You know, I, I was, I'm so sorry. I said, listen, you know, we all make mistakes. Those clippers can be replaced. I appreciate the fact that you're taking the initiative into helping us keep this shop to a certain standard of looking appealing nice. So thank you, you know what I mean? Thank you for coming forward and letting me know it was you. So now I'm not, you know, going crazy. I'm not upset because they're broken. I'm upset because I didn't know who did it, but I lead that way. And I think a lot of people put the responsibility back on those that they're supposed to be leading as opposed to assuming responsibility and saying, look, I'm the leader of this ship. I'm the head of this business. I'm, it's going to start with me. And I try, I try so hard to lead with humility and my flaws so that they understand, look, we're human. Where though I spent however many thousands of dollars to open this business, I care more about the individual behind the chair and your experience here than I do about, you know, a pair of clippers or, you know, a client who, an irate client who comes in, you know, just with all a list, a long list of demands and, you know, just whatever. So that's my, that's the way I like to lead. And that's the way I've learned how to, you know, keep people you know, at the shop thus far. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the right people. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Because sometimes, yes. sometimes you hire someone and you don't realize until maybe even years later, it's like, what was I thinking? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, what happened here? And people right. do change, right? Too. They do. But, Absolutely. Um, you kind of dropped a bomb earlier and, and I want to um, end my last couple of questions with this um, is, you said people want to see you do better, but not better than them. Right. And I think you hit the nail on the head, Jordan, because Sean and I, are, the six months that we teach, we spent a whole month just on leadership. And mm -hmm. I think really hit that head right, that, the nail on the head so, so big that I think this is what the problem is. This is why there's salon walkouts. That's why I think I had two salon walkouts because I just was not the leader that I wow. should have been for mm -hmm. my team. And right. so as I, as I look forward with this, and I think this is so huge because one of the things that I've been doing, and I'd love to hear what you're doing, is really working with my team to see what is best for them. What's the next steps for them in their life? Not for me, right. but for them and truly leading them. So as you navigate this leadership thing, what advice 
do you want to give all salon owners across America? Um, people can sense what you really care about as a leader, where you place emphasis. You're not dealing with a bunch of robots. You're dealing with real human beings who go through real problems, who have real stresses, who have real financial struggles, who have, you know, a long list of their own problems. And I think that salon owners, barbershop owners worldwide should spend more time develop the, de developing the individual, letting them know you care beyond what they can produce for you. That's any business, you know, especially in corporate. It, letting them know that, look, I'm in the trenches with you. You know what I mean? And being relatable being, you know, getting, I'm not going to say stooping down to their level, but meeting them where they're at. We know you're successful, Sean. We know you're successful, Tina. I'm not there. I love a leader who doesn't speak to me from, from a vantage point of, like I said, this is what I know, you know, I've, I've gone here and I know when clay ball and I know this one. And I, you know, I'm going to get on your level and say, look, I too have struggled with this. This is how I did it. I'm going to meet you where you're at. What does that practically look like? I think it's more meaningful to let me take you out to eat. That was, I, I, I have to do this with three of my barbers now. Let me take you out to eat and let's talk from a real, real level. Now, the, the, the pros and cons of this is you spend so much time with people who really have no tie, no, no vested interest in, your, uh, interest in your business and can cut ties and leave you the next day, right? But at the end of the day, what they can't be, what can't be said about your shop and their experience there was that you did not try to help them. That's what this is all about. If they're successful, you're successful. Your success is contingent upon how great you can, you know, develop and make them. If they surpass your skill set, great. Now they turn you turn around and make them leads of, you know, a team. If they're growing with your company, if they're growing with your brand. They're never going to leave. What reason would they have to leave? It's the it's at the place where people start feeling like a number, and when they start feeling like, um, you know, uh, like they're not appreciated anymore. My mom is really big into um, making uh, gift baskets, and you know, she's really big into that, and she loves, loves, loves to come in and spoil my barber, spoil you know the the stylist, and just get them little gift baskets of candles and you know snacks and whatever. I'm like, great, mom, and so I got her. I have her on payroll. Now I got to make, I got to buy her, you know, take her out to eat or whatever, just so she continues <laughs> to do that. So my, my barbers and stylists feel appreciated. I think that is, that's so key. I think a lot of times because we are business people, we, we think about the bottom line a lot of the time, which, which isn't an accurate measurement of growth in my personal opinion, I think, uh, uh, or, um, uh, uh, of success. I don't think that's the proper metrics you should use. I think the proper metrics that you should use is in, on an individual basis. How did you help this individual grow? I don't just fill my shop with people simply because I want to hit a number. I open my business knowing that I can pay this rent. I can pay this lease. I can pay these bills, even if it was just me in here. But the, the true superpower, Sean, is being able to mentor and develop people and take them from, you know, uh, ground zero to where you feel like they should be. And if they outgrow you, allow them to do that. If they, if they, you know, surpass, you know, your business and they, you know, want to go on to another shop, allow them to do that, you know, and send them, you know, best of wishes. But 
I think we we could we collectively could do a better job of not making people feel like a number, not setting yourself on this pedestal because you are the owner, but really stooping down to where they're at, whether you do hair or you don't do hair, but you know, take them out, let them know that you appreciate them. That should be a part of your budget as a business owner, an appreciation fee. You know what I mean? We're getting ready, I'm getting ready to take my barbers and stylists go-karting. Uh, simply one, because I'm very competitive and I just like to do it. And um, uh, the, bo the, the, the bottom two losers have to buy the first round of shots and, and, and food for everybody. <laughs> but uh, just to let them know, we appreciate them. And, you know, we're, we're excited that they're, you know, part of McCook & Co or Neighborhood Heroes Barbershop. Thank you for joining us today. And if you loved this podcast, jump on over to our YouTube page to hear the full hour long interview. You can find us at Next Level Salon Leadership.